What are modern, fast-growing companies doing to attract and hire top talent? How can your company utilize cutting-edge techniques and technology to drive long-term, repeatable results? Welcome to the Growth Recruiting Podcast, where we answer these questions and many more through conversations with top CEOs, leaders in talent acquisition, and pioneers in HR. Here's your host, Josh Tolan. Today, I'm joined by J.D. Conway, the head of talent acquisition at Bamboo HR. Bamboo HR is an intuitive and affordable way for growing companies to manage essential employee information in a personalized HRIS. Its software sets HR free to do great work and be more strategic, which helps the entire organization do the same. With three plus years at Bamboo HR and more than 10 years of recruiting experience overall, I'm super pumped to connect with J.D. and learn about the amazing initiatives he's working on. J.D., what's going on? Hey, how you doing, Josh? Thanks for having me on here. For sure. I'm, I'm very excited to have this conversation with you. I know you've got a lot to offer to everybody listening. So best place to start is if you can give everyone an introduction to yourself and Bamboo HR and what you're up to. Sure, sure. Um, well, I have been in the industry for probably about uh, coming up on 12 years now. Um, I actually started at um, a third-party um, a third-party outplacement firm, actually. So, so with that, I, I kind of sunk my teeth into this idea of marketing candidates to companies. I'm doing the reverse of recruiting, and then eventually uh, did some sales jobs and got back into recruiting and and realized it as my true love, as it were. So, um, so that that's a little bit more of my background. Uh, recently, I, I jumped into um, tech recruiting about five six years back. Uh, and then, and then focus more on recruitment operations. And, and in my time here at Bamboo, over the last three years, focused really more on trying to change models of recruitment. Um, I considered a really great laboratory to be able to do that, and to see some very different results that you would uh, otherwise not be able to see uh, in the industry. So, nice. And so, for those that don't know a whole lot about B- Bamboo HR, although I'm imagining a lot of people do. I guess if I were a candidate, how would you explain to me what you guys do? Sure, sure. Um, uh, the, the primary thing I, I think I usually go to every time I explain this to um, any candidate would be that our mission, vision, and values are, are very clear. Um, part of it is that um, our mission is to set people free to do great work in that when, when our founders started this company, they, they wanted to help inspire other companies to create better places to work. And their original idea was, we want to create a great place to work. So why don't we also help other people do that? So they said, Let, let's, let's create a great place to work. Uh, what should our product be? And that was the second question. And then, then they continued on with that and said, you know what? Let's actually create HR software that frees HR people up, gets transactional things off their plate, so they can focus on helping their companies become better help take better care of employees, build better engagement, and really build greater job satisfaction in each company that chooses to engage with our, our software and what we're building and what we're trying to help them do. Um, I think one of the, the greatest differentiators, too, between us and a lot of other places is that we are solely focused on the SMB market. And that's, that's rare not to be chasing after the enterprise, folks. Um, but it's a wide-open market, and these, these SMB companies really, we have, um, it, it's, we have a great opportunity to have a great influence, um, certainly nationally, but also eventually around the world. So, 
That's awesome. That's very exciting. And we are also a Bamboo HR customer and we love your guys' software. <laughs> and have been happy users for years and I know it definitely helps our internal team. So a little bit of a shout out for you guys there. How many team members there now? Um, at Bamboo, we're just a uh, just little over 400 at the moment. Um, I, I was just about to post something, uh, very recently that I, I predict another probably 50 added headcount, uh, in the next, next six months. Um, I've been, I've been wrong before, but that's a, and that's a conservative estimate, but that's where I kind of see us growing in the next six months. Wow. That's awesome. So getting close to 500, I was, I was looking at when I was researching for the podcast, I was checking out LinkedIn and it looks like you guys have had some really, really steady, solid growth over the last couple of years. Are you guys hiring in a particular you know, department or team, or is it kind of all across the board between sales, engineering, or, or maybe is there a strong focus in one area? It generally is always across the board. And one of the reasons why, and, and we can get into this a little bit later if you'd like, but one of the reasons why is because um, very thoughtful about our growth. And that's actually one of the reasons that pulled me over to Bamboo is uh, in my interview with Ryan Sanders, our COO, um, we talked about the dangers of, of hypergrowth and too many companies kind of fall into some bad habits and grow for the sake of growth rather than being very measured in their growth, allowing people to come in and, and adapt to cultures and, and be successful right off the bat. And it, it cuts down a lot of the complexity of, of super fast growing uh, teams and everything like that. So I would say generally across the board, we I can see in our workforce planning that we're hiring um, about two salespeople per month. And then down the road, it'll end up being added headcount, three salespeople per month. And, and that varies by each department, right? We, we look at these things well in advance, but that's actually one of the things I consider a great strength over here at Bamboo is our, our thoughtful um, planning ahead of recruitment. We're launching things at the right times rather than well after the fact, right? You needed somebody yesterday kind of yep. situation, which is right all too common in the industry, right? I needed someone yesterday. Well, uh, we, we can be really thoughtful about that. So our, our headcount growth um, is throughout all of our departments. I, I would say our CX division, as per norm in the industry, our CX division has grown by 110% in the last little while. Um, so that's just an indicator of more and more customers coming on and us wanting to make sure we take care of them. Yeah. And I, I think that's a good point, right? Like I think a lot of organizations, they wait, you know, like they, they needed to hire somebody yesterday and they wait too long to get, to get going on that recruiting project. And so as a result, I think they sacrifice a lot of things in the hiring process and probably some of the things we're even going to talk about today, right? Like if you're, if you're not planning ahead, you're not going to be as effective when you go to market to recruit because you don't have all the things in place that you need to have to really bring in the best quality candidates. And so I think a lot of times for the sake of speed, because we're behind, a lot of people, uh -huh. will, you know, sacrifice quality um, or sacrifice the time they're investing into ensuring that, you know, everything they're building out for the hiring process is sound. So I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of that stuff today. Um, so, so obviously you guys are growing. And so that's a big goal moving forward is to, to hit those numbers and make sure that you've got the right people in the right places at the right time. And I've always been a huge fan of what you guys are doing. I think you put out a ton <laughs> of amazing content. I, I think you guys are really one of the best in the space as far as putting out really good recruitment marketing content, uh, whether it's videos or stuff on your Instagram. I just love following everything you guys are doing. And is that something that you personally have placed a strong emphasis on? Yes, I'd say absolutely, and and I guess I should I should um, clarify a little bit. One of the things that I when I first got over here and was meeting with uh, Cassie Whitlock, our director of HR over here, when we were in our initial strategy meetings and the future of of hiring over here, the future of what recruitment would look like, 
we decided and, and understood that it needed to be employer branding. And this was, we were, I think I was employee 140 um, and, uh, and had a very, very small team at that time. Um, I think much of our growth started happening in, in early 2015 and I came right there in the middle. So we decided, you know, employer branding really is something that it, can you imagine only three or four years ago started to be more prevalent <laughs> where before that people were like, yeah, they sort of understood the concept, but the last three or four years, um, the need for it, the understanding of it um, has really exploded. And, and it's because everyone is feeling the, the pinch in the job market and everybody sees the need to change and adapt. My concern is most of the time companies don't know how. And so we wanted to create a framework where employer branding was a focus. We already had great things going on internally. So it's just a matter of megaphoning that out. Um, through various different channels and, and um, building partnerships. So as far as our focus, yes, we, from the very beginning, um, we knew that we needed to create good partnerships with our marketing team here, with our creative team. They already had a lot going for them. We, us- we have an unusually large creative team for a company our size. And that's, again, just a focus of making sure people know about the good things that we do have and building helpful content to educate people on that, whether that be for our product or for our employer brand and, and about the good things that are going on in here. Sure. And, you know, you and I have talked in the past about, you know, recruiting teams should operate more like marketing and sales, but for somebody that doesn't come from that background that has never worked in marketing or worked in sales, how do they even know where to start? What does that actually mean? Yeah. Great question. Great question. Um, I, I guess if I could, uh, I'll, I'll jump into a little bit of background on, on what the normal function um, for recruiters is. I, I think too often um, recruiters are very siloed out. They're stuck with about you know 15 to 25 requisitions or sometimes 30 requisitions at a time that they have to juggle. And their, their constant focus is getting on phone calls and messaging people and, and uh, juggling and shuffling, as it were. Sure. So uh, I guess a precursor to this focus on, on um, widening, widening our influence and uh, building more of an umbrella um, of the influence we can have and the things we need to do in order to adapt to all the changes happening in the job market. Um, one of the primary focuses should be to, in my argument, is to truncate down the amount of requisitions you're working on at a time to be able to build a, a, a greater focus on recruitment marketing functions or employer branding functions, right? So this this is... Um, if you consider the candidate life cycle, uh, the full recruiting life cycle has always been from point of application to point of hire. Well, my argument is that a talent acquisition team and a true partnership should be focusing on um, employer branding. Um, ta- that includes the subsection of, of talent brand that is the change in nomenclature as, as of late. Recruitment marketing functions, which is specifically finding the right channels to get the the information to the right candidate personas at the right time to build demand and continue to build that demand and bringing people into the funnel as, as far as point of application, uh, engineering everyone through the uh, engineering, everything through the hiring process well um, and creating a great candidate experience there. And even um, my, I, I would argue even going well beyond that into our team does checkpoints two months into somebody's hire saying, what were things that were surprising? What are things that I could better message to people to help them understand the job, the company, the culture, um, uh, to make sure that our, our message is on. And then also, I mean, we look at turnover data to help us 
coach managers um, to help us make different decisions on how and who we hire and how to paint a better uh, message. So we look at the entire life cycle of, of an employee, even from first point of first impression all the way until turnover points to help us have a, a really healthy um, virtuous cycle uh, is what I would say. Um, so I, I, I guess from that, I hope that was a comprehensive enough look, Josh, and I didn't get too much in the weeds there, but, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's that one of the things I would, yeah. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I think a lot of recruiters get so focused on just purely, as you mentioned, the hiring process, right? Like the initial application to the start date, but there's so much more that goes into it. And, and, and like before the application to build a reliable funnel, you need to have a lot of marketing and a lot of employer branding going on to generate that demand and generate that interest before somebody even comes to your website to even think about applying. So that includes contents on social, that includes doing events, and that includes a whole lot of strategies to get people interested. And then as you mentioned, you know, post hire, getting that feedback, making sure you're bringing on the right people and making sure which you know, finding out which people are leaving and why, and then tailoring and, and tailoring your process to then target the right people that you want to have within the organization based on that data. So I think the scope of what recruiters need to be involved in really expands so much, you know, beyond yeah. just what, you know, the hiring process traditionally is. So you mentioned, you know, partnering with the marketing team internally at Bamboo. I mean, what is your, what is your talent acquisition team structure? Like, how do you guys um, you know, operate more like a marketing team and how do you partner with the marketing team internally? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, one of the things that, uh, that we focus on is, is being true business partners, right? I think too often people have seen titles like talent acquisition partner. It just seems like a very pretentious thing. And they're like, ah, oh, that's just people, you know, inflating their own importance for a title, but true, truly we, we look at it in such a way that um, we are, we are partnering with certain departments and divisions and trying to, understand um, uh, understand the people in the jobs, understand their day-to-day, -day, paint that picture very well. And we rely on, on our creative marketing team partnerships to help, uh, to help us build the right content for it and also educate us ongoing. So one of the focuses we've had over here has been, uh, I will, in our recruiting team meetings, I'll make sure that members of other teams throughout the company are coming in and, and not only... Um, not only does the partnership consist of them helping us by building content, but them teaching us to be our own autonomous unit. That's the long-term vision and goal. And that's, that's where we've been uh, moving towards um, actually uh, exponentially um, in this way. When I could see our own internal growth, um, uh, our copywriting team um, has recently raved about how well we write according to the brand in our job ads, right? We, we have been making sure that we learn the craft um, from those that are also masters of the craft so that we can therefore master our own craft. Um, so that, that's one of the things I would say is that if your recruiting team, you'll, you'll not be an expert tomorrow, right? But, but you will be able to build quite a lot of skill set in order to make sure you, you turn into your own autonomous uh, business unit that is less reliant on everyone else over time. Um, but that you have, you truly understand what you need to do um, from people that are in the industry directly. Yeah, that makes total sense. And that was going to be my next question is how has, you know, your recruitment marketing evolved over time and how has your talent acquisition function evolved over time? And I think you hit it on, hit the nail on the head, you know, in the beginning of this podcast, you were talking about 
you know, in your initial interviews and when you first got started, you had a, you had a vision for where you wanted to be and some of the things Uh that you wanted to be doing, but you don't necessarily know exactly where to start. And that's maybe where you lean and and rely on marketing and the creative teams internally to at least point you in the right direction. So you can learn the fundamentals. Uh And then over time you involve, you evolve into this self-sufficient, um, you know, talent acquisition team that's doing its own copywriting, that's putting together its own creatives um, and is now adding a whole lot more value without needing to rely on so many other teams to get stuff done. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's key. And, and, and you brought up a good point. Like you're not going to know exactly what to do from day one, but if you can get some support internally and learn um, and really be focused on learning and growing, you know, you can, you can become a pretty powerful team in the future. So I think that's, that's really, really cool. And just looking at your careers page, as I was doing some research, I mean, you guys have come up with a ton of content, like your mission, your core values, everything is super clear. You really, you know, do a great job of defining your culture. You talk about, you've got videos about work-life balance, showing people traveling the world um, on their time (laughs) off. You talk about your benefits, your job advertisements are written great. You've even got an FAQ to help candidates, you know, maybe learn the questions they have before applying or before interviewing with you and, and what those answers are just makes them more comfortable with the process. So when you guys come up with this content and you want to put this on the website and you want to put this out there, you know, where do you start? How do you, how do you determine what's most important? Who do we need to get involved in this process? Yeah. Great question. One of the things I'd say is it, it begins with careful planning and thoughtfulness understanding, again, what, what your needs are. And, and I think too often in, in recruitment, again, I'll go back to this, I, this problem that we consistently have and that recruiting is reactionary. It's very administrative kind of focus. People, we are jumping on the phone and, and acting like somebody who's, um, who's you know, desperately trying to do some sales calls too often at too many different companies. We're often not receiving a, a vision, a goal, a strategy, things like that, that we can focus on any, and even long-term headcount goals that we have. Um, uh, understandably, um, businesses need to make decisions that then will have uh, uh, an addition or a reduction to headcount or something like that, that, that will be a decision that will, that may not have been foreseen. But um, I think, I think there's a lot more of reading the tea leaves. So I would say, go back to the planning, the planning aspect, everything that we did um, that we've had there. I mean, we've had our careers page came about two years ago, but it was uh, really considered and planned out in the late stages of 2015 and then early part of 2016. And then it's been an ongoing evolution. In fact, I guess I will just give a shout out to our creative team now. I'm having a meeting with them Monday um, to, uh, to talk about some of the revamps that we want to do and some of the other great things that we can do to engage with the right candidate personas. Um, so the, the first thing is always, is always just planning. Um, step one is planning and defining. Too often companies don't really know their own identity. They haven't really identified and defined it. And so their message gets, gets lost. It gets lost in the, um, in the flood of come work here because we got great perks, you know, and, you know, they're, they're, you can bring your pet to work or, or things like that, right? <laughs> so you, you, have, you have those kinds of things where that, that's a little bit more an act of desperation to try to please listen to us kind of thing. And, and they haven't really established their own definitions and identity. Yeah. Th- then when you do that, you, you can laser focus on that and go after, go after the job market that will be a comfortable culture fit for you, or that will be um, just right for the kinds of teams and jobs that you have there, as opposed to, um, to, uh, like I said, reacting, blasting the world, hoping you get lots of applicants 
and uh, and then desperately getting on phone calls to try to negotiate something and bring them into a some sometimes broken hiring process, right? And this is this is one of the things I love about what Spark Hire does and and other companies that are innovating how we think about the efficiency of interviewing and candidate experience and melding the two together. So definitely, and I think it's also important. You know, you mentioned you want to really go to market and have a message that people are going to really align with. And so it's important that, you know, the types of candidates that you want to attract to your organization. And then it's important that you deliver really concise content that really speaks to who you guys are, because it helps candidates self-select into your process and know that that's a place that they'd want to be at. So along those lines, are you guys speaking to candidates that maybe don't make it through your process or turn down an offer along with candidates that do make it through your process. And are you getting feedback from them on, you know, is there additional content that you should be putting out there or what other, you know, what information can you be providing throughout the hiring process to make people feel better about the decision to proceed? Are you guys getting that type of feedback? Absolutely. In fact, um, we have a blog, I think it was written on, um, it was in early July. I want to say July 3rd, but it's, uh, it's basic transparency in our, new hire experience survey, something that we, um, we, we need to make sure we always have the right measuring points in place. And I think, again, too often decisions are reactionary in recruiting and you, I need this tool, I need to do this thing. And then we're not really measuring the success of it later on and providing further iterate iterations and efficiency. I mean, heck, even our surveys have, have new iterations and efficiency and, and cleaning and, and our new hire experience survey tells us a lot about that, right? Um, just as modern marketing teams are, are looking at that aspect of, well, multi-touch attribution, that's maybe that's a real thing for us. Let's, where are people getting their impressions? To what extent does it influence their decision-making to take a look at our content further and take a look at our company and engage with us? Um, those things are, can be measured um, after the hire process. I mean, you have a, uh, they, you have their undivided attention. They're a new hire. They're there with you at the company. And so we do it in a survey, but there are ways to start building that out. If you're a, if you're a fast growing company, start finding out what influenced them and then start trying new things and see what uh, other pieces influence them as well. Um, find out what's lacking and what's missing. Um, one of the things we've, we've introduced in our candidate communications within our own applicant tracking system we built, but anybody can do it in their own applicant tracking system is, we attach um, sometimes a piece of content or a PDF in several touch points, um, differing touch points that gives them more of a flavor of bamboo, what they should be expecting. We'll introduce our benefits earlier on in the process. We will um, talk about bamboo by the numbers is a, is a recent piece of content that we've, uh, that we send out to everybody coming in for an interview. So they know more about our client base, our growth, the great things that, that are going on that you can't always cover in a, in a quick phone call, or maybe they didn't see it on the website, but it's allowing them to learn more about you and engage with the exciting things that are happening at your company. Yeah, it makes total sense. And it's along the lines of everything we're talking about, right? Like if you want to operate similar to a marketing and sales team, um, you know, when those professionals are sending touch points to the prospects and the leads that they're working with, they're going to inject content into those communication um, touch points. So you should be doing the same. And I love that you guys are are super analytical about what you're doing. When I was checking out the careers page as well, I saw that you guys are using Hotjar on the careers page, which is <laughs> awesome. Um, and so for, for people that don't know what that is, it's basically this little, well, the tool offers a lot, but one of the features of it is you can embed this widget that will pop up and it will, it's basically an anonymous survey. And I think the question you guys were asking is how people 
heard about you. And I think it was, you know, Glassdoor, Indeed, or, you know, it was a bunch of different sources. And so you're getting this, you know, anonymous feedback before somebody even applies. And you might even be able to catch, okay, a lot of people that are coming from this source aren't actually submitting applications. So we're getting traffic, but people aren't converting. Why? Um, So I think that's really cool that you guys are using tools that are, you know, traditionally meant for marketers and you're using it, you know, to analyze what you're doing on the recruiting side. Um, I think the, the other thing that's really unique and interesting about you guys is you have just a ton of management buy-in. You were talking about it even through the interview process, but it's, it's not often that I think companies are dedicating their marketing teams and their creative teams to work with the recruiting function, right? So how do you get that support internally? And maybe it's just a leadership thing. Like, you know, maybe your leadership has just always been on board. And, and like you said, they started the company because they wanted to build a great place to work, right? But for somebody that works at a company where maybe they can't get that support, they can't get the resources they need, they're not a marketer. And so they don't know who to lean on because they don't have that support. Where do you suggest those people start? How do they build a business case? How do they build um, those champions within the organization for them? Absolutely. Great. That's that's a great question and something that I, we certainly acknowledge. Uh, the whole recruiting and HR team over here acknowledges the certain advantages that we do have, right? When you're an HR-focused company, there are certain things that come along with that. Absolutely. However, um, there's still points of buy-in that need to happen in every organization in every circumstance. And this has happened over time. It's, it's the need to build trust in delivering quality. And too often, recruiters can get distracted by that sole measurement of time to hire and don't take a look at the bigger picture and then don't educate their executive team on it. You know, no no matter what industry you're in, recruiting folks have to really make sure that they're educating executive teams, bubbling up the right things and making sure that they know here's what we can do. And here's the impact that we predict it will have based on all of these metrics that we've seen. Um, So, so that's the first thing I would say is, continue to push through and try to educate um, on the, on the fine nuanced matters, making sure you're, you're distilling what you need to, but delivering, um, delivering the right things to executives to educate them on what your unique pain points are, because almost never do you have an executive that has come from HR or talent acquisition. Therefore, right. A lot of things get, get lost in the, you know, the minutia of what you're dealing with. Uh, gets lost in, in just a, a lack of exposure to it. So you need to make sure that they have exposure to the pain points that you're feeling and how you predict you need to solve those. Uh, the other thing is this, and if, if there's one takeaway that I hope that some people get from this, it is that your managers and hiring managers depend on you for finding great people and great people that, that last a while for the most part. And I, I think sometimes too many recruiting teams are seen as the service organization that jumps when somebody says jump, right? No, this, this is the real partnership where I am invested in easing your pain hiring manager. So that's what we, that's what we need. The picture we need to paint is I'm here to help you build long lasting teams. Turnover is costing you guys a lot of productivity. So manager, let's figure out a way that we can solve that. And it's going to take a lot of planning up front, but here's what, here's what the deliverables are. And I guarantee these things will happen if you change your interviewing practices, right? We need to, the, the, the disciplines we need to take away from sales and marketing departments in the past is the ability to give a pitch. And our main pitch and our main focus should always be, we're actually here to ease your pain. Help us help you, right? And, uh, yeah. and, and, and breaking through that and building relationships that way, people then are 
they will quickly put your armor, uh, put their arm around you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's super great. Um, you know, I think it's, it's too often that people don't get that support. And I think a lot of times it's because, as you mentioned, you know, maybe an executive doesn't have experience, you know, in recruiting or in HR. And so they don't know the true value that if there's an investment made there, that that function can bring to the organization. Ultimately, they're responsible for bringing the people on board and the people are what drive a company. And so investing into that function is really investing into the long-term health and success of the organization and the bottom line, right? If you have a lot of turnover, that's going to cost the company a lot of money. That's going to cost a lot of productivity. And on the flip side, if you bring on amazing people that are there for the long run, that's a huge accelerator on the business growth as well. Um, yeah. It's not just about filling a seat. It's about getting people that, you know, are, are those that are going to be taking initiative within the organization that are going to be pushing, you know, pushing the limits and pushing the company forward and helping it level up. Um, and, and a really good talent acquisition team right. um, can do a really solid job at that. So, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, operating more like a marketing team for people that want to learn more about, marketing right like is there any are there any blogs is there anything that you're looking at or any resources that people should be checking out absolutely well i mean that's the the hardest thing about marketing right even people who who go and start recruiting for marketing is that it's a massive discipline right there's there's so many um functions and some sub functions of each of those but uh one of, the, one of the things I would say is start looking at at the prominent blogs that are out there. Um, Moz is one, right? If you want to look at um, actual marketing um, or recruitment marketing, you start learning the discipline in general of, of marketing as a whole. This is influencer marketing. This is social media. Um, there are several different blogs that you can take a look at, but I, I would say any, any Google search can, can bring you to um, some of the right blogs. One of the things I, I think is that, that I've always liked somebody else's um, – from what I've seen fairly new in the industry is uh, Phil Strazula and, yeah. and his product with, are you familiar with him? I, uh, his, yeah, yeah. I know Phil. his, his next wave hire, um, his uh, whiteboard Wednesdays is a very consumable way to start. And I sometimes will have some people take a look at that. Hey, start looking at this as far as building talent communities or, or whatnot. Um, the main thing is just to start because it's such a massive discipline that you need to understand, you know, uh, brand ideas and brand focuses. Um, in the past, I went to a lot of um, uh, marketing MBA friends of mine, and I said, all right, I need every single book list that you you worked with. And I, I filtered through all of those. So there's, it's pretty hard to state a definitive list, but there are quite a lot of blogs like Moz uh, and other things like that, that you can start jumping into learning the discipline a little bit more. Awesome. And I, I think you mentioned you were working pretty closely with your copywriting team too. I think copywriting is truly a lost art. I feel like if people, if, if people can really invest in becoming solid, solid writers, yeah. everything they're going to, every piece of content they're going to put out is going to be so much better and so much more attractive to people that are consuming it. So I think that's really important as well. So Absolutely. when you're, when you're recruiting now for your talent acquisition team and you're bringing new people on board, you know, are there specific characteristics that you're looking for that would tell you this is somebody that is not only going to be a good recruiter, but is somebody that has a lot of, you know, marketing and sales potential, like somebody that you can see, you know, truly fitting into your processes and what you guys are trying to accomplish? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, that's a, that's a great question and something that's um, it's actually pretty difficult for us. Um, we We hire some great people, but sometimes it's pretty hard to find recruiters out there that are willing to adapt their practices, right? We've, 
Um, too often we'll get stuck in our, our one mode or, or way of doing things. So some of the attributes that we look for in a recruiter is just your desire to impact the industry and your ability to learn and adapt, right? Um, uh, innovators, um, even if they don't know a lot, that's okay. We can help them here and we can, we can build that. Um, if you have some of the raw skill sets of, of being able to, um, to paint a picture, um, to tell clear stories, to you know, talk about your own experience, to have basic, uh, basic abilities for sales acumen and a, and a strong desire to learn and innovate, a lot of times that is enough. But, but uh, sometimes I'm surprised at how many people will say, well, I, you know, I have it. I know exactly what I'm doing. And it becomes a pretty difficult learning curve for them to adapt to a larger umbrella for, for what we're trying to do over here at Bamboo. So willingness to learn and certainly a, a grit is, is involved. Um, we're very much focused on, you know, quality of hire and measuring the impact of that. Um, and too often people have a hard time deconstructing what has been normal modes of success, which is always, you know, time to hire and volumes. You know, I hired 30 people in the space of 20 days or something like that. Uh, you know, we, we focus so much on those things. And if that's a predictor of success and that's what they're attached to, they probably won't like it very much over here at Bamboo. Right. So, so that's one that's of the things. Point. Like yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And I feel like I see that so a lot. Like anytime I feel like I'm on LinkedIn and I, you know, come across a recruiter's, you know, profile, a lot of times you'll see stats like that, right? Like I hired this many people in this amount of time, but there's really not much of an emphasis on the types of people that they're bringing on board and how long those people were there for, what those people contributed to the organization and what new team you built out and helped recruit for. I think it's a lot of times you see accomplishments just listed off as this many people, this amount of time. Um, and I think that's yeah. the wrong way to think about talent acquisition as far as, you know, really building, you know, long-term sustainable results and building a right. really healthy organization. So what's next for you guys? What are you guys focused on for the rest of 2018? Obviously you're hiring a lot, but are there any new initiatives, any projects? You said you're mentioning you're meeting with your creative team on Monday. What's on the agenda? Oh, great. Um, well, some of the things is, is uh, revamps to our careers page. And a lot of it has to do with, for us, it's about telling real authentic stories. So we've, we've built some video content. We have a strong video team that's very helpful in, in helping us paint the picture of what it's like to work here, the, the unique things about it. And the key for us has always been authenticity. Um, in, in every aspect of the recruiting process, it's, Josh, I got to be honest, I, I don't understand why we still fall into the same traps of, of acting a little bit more like used car salesmen. And not showing people what's under the hood of a <laughs> of a company, <laughs> strengths, weaknesses, everything, right? And so uh, I don't understand why that still is in existence because they're going to find out real fast. And this is the kind of job market where, you know, they'll find out four months from now. So and then they'll leave. So what's the point of having a fast time to hire and and you know uh, conning someone to come over into your company? The the focus for us has always been authenticity. You know what? We will recognize our own weaknesses in the company, things that we're trying to learn. But here's all the great things, and here's what it's really like, and here's what you can, um, what what it can feel like to be here, and we do that through a lot of stories and um, you know testimonial videos. Um, so that's one of the things we're going to be adding to our careers page. We're going to do a little bit more of a redesign and a polish. Um, we're going to be breaking out. We have six teams, um, and we did a general breakdown of six teams. We got to divide that into ten because we got more detailed stories to tell um, as we scale up and. Um, have a lot of new product that we're building as well. I've been busy um, hiring product managers for the last little while. So ex exciting things coming out on the product side that will um, that will help us grow in the future. So it's great. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I saw one of the videos that I thought was really cool that you guys had was, I think it was a few people from your product team talking about what the product team is like and what their day-to-day is like. And I thought it was really insightful for somebody that's thinking about applying or maybe is in the middle of your hiring process that really you got to know the people in the video, got to know what the day-to-days are like and, you know, just learn about some of the little behind the scenes things that you would probably never get in the hiring process. Right. So it's nice to hear that from, from the people themselves. So that's, that's awesome. You guys are doing some really awesome stuff. I love following everything you guys are up to. I think you guys are just, you guys are just killing it. So let's wrap this up. I've got a, I've got a handful of questions about some of your favorite things. You ready? All right. Ready. All right. So what is your favorite thing about recruitment marketing? Um, I would say the, the ability, uh, the ability to hit direct audiences, the ability to learn the discipline to do so, and the, the ability to then, in speaking to that audience, bring in the right people even faster, as long as you're just getting in front of them, get, getting the right information in front of their eyes. Cool. And what about your favorite marketing or sales tool that you guys use for recruiting? Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> Josh, that's a tough one. Um, uh, I'd say one of the things that I, I really love is is uh, Glassdoor. We we don't engineer our um, our reviews, and so it's a very organic thing that comes about. And I I I know that's sometimes uncommon. You, you hear some horror stories about what people do with their company review sites and everything, but um, uh, but I I love it. I love being able to see the impact that it has. Uh, we have great high conversion ratios, and it's because it's another platform where we can tell our story other than our careers page. It's great. Nice. And what about your favorite thing about talent acquisition? I know these are super loaded questions. Yeah, that's, <laughs> um, my favorite thing about talent acquisition actually is is the ability to impact people's lives. And I think that's a lot of other people get into the industry for that reason. But really, um, now I, I love that talent acquisition is is innovating and changing. So my favorite thing about it is that we're in the midst of change and we can guide the ship you know, to, to make it a better candidate experience. Um, in recruiting in general, I've always wanted to make sure job, job hunting is hard for anybody, no matter if they're currently employed or not. And the interview process is sometimes a little, little ridiculous in some companies. You hear again, some horror stories at, at many <laughs> places, right? Oh, I came in for, you know, nine interviews or something, something insane yeah. like that. Right. So the, the ability to, to impact people's lives, to make their job hunt a little bit easier, a little bit less stressful, um, and, and do the right thing as well as, as well as provide high value for the company and, and bring in the right people in. For sure. Yeah. I, I love that too. I mean, that's one of the things I love about my job as well is just the impact that you have on people's yeah, lives. Right. Absolutely. If you can find a good fit for somebody and it's just a perfect match, right. They come on board at bamboo. You guys are happy with them. They're happy with you. And, you know, you started there, you know, over three years ago. So I'm sure there's some people that you hired, you know, early on that are still there and are doing great and have grown within the organization. I feel like there's nothing more rewarding than that. Um, to just really yeah. see how somebody's progressed, not only at the company, but just, you know, you learn about all those things that are going on, you know, positively in their personal life as well. And I think that's just something that's really cool about um, being in talent acquisition and, and running a company and bringing people on board. So what about living in Utah? What's your favorite part? Well, um, one of the things that comes to mind is is cost of living. It's hard, it's hard to beat. Um, it's, it's pretty nice out here, but also just the ability that the outdoors that are right next to us. I mean, I'm a three hour drive from Moab. Um, right. It's a natural wonder of the world, essentially. And, uh, all the national parks over here, it's, it's really great. Um, it's also, you know, I, I, I love city life, but, uh, our metropolis is maybe, uh, a few million people as opposed to, you know, 
10 or 12, something like that. Sure. So, so sure. Uh, I, I love that, but I certainly love the outdoor life cost of living. Just the, the pace and feel of the place out here is right. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it is amazing out there. I, I remember when I was going to school in San Diego, I would always road trip at home for the summers and I would always love taking the route to go through Utah and just driving through all of the red rock. And it's just amazing. So oh, beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Last question. What is your favorite thing about being a bamboo And for those that don't know, a bamboo <laughs> is, is a bamboo HR employee. So what's your favorite thing about being a bamboo You know, if I could, I, I just wrapping up with a, with a real quick story and I, I won't name the executive cause I don't, I don't want to, you know, embarrass him or something like that, but this is illustrative of what it's like to work here. There's, um, I, I had an instance where um, I don't know if you're familiar with Liz Wiseman's uh, multipliers, but we have a lot of our um, discussions around how to multiply your, your teammates' behaviors, no matter where you're at. And leading from where you are is one of our values, right? And, um, and I, I brought up to an executive, I said, hey, what you, what you did here, we were at a meeting alone, and I said, what you did here was really diminishing. And I felt really diminished about that. I kind of called him out on it and, and tried, to do it, uh, tried to do it gently, but, but still very straightforward. And the humble response of, JD, I'm so sorry, I'll do better, is something that I almost never see uh, and, and rare to be seen from busy executives. Um, but the, the fact that so many people at this company care about the impact that we are able to make in other people's work lives is, is really engaging and really exciting. So that's my favorite thing about being a bamboo It's a safe place to make mistakes. It's a safe place to have good radical, con, uh, radical candor conversations and to grow. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, I think it's, it's safe to say that you guys have built a great business, um, but a lot of that is based on you guys building a great place to work and a great place for, for people to grow. And so I think, you know, that says a lot about your culture and that's awesome. So great stuff. So if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? LinkedIn? Absolutely. Um, LinkedIn, um, on Twitter, I'm, um, making sure I'm making the rounds on those, those things as well and, and communicating with people there, but, uh, LinkedIn and Twitter, definitely, um, happy to receive any engagement from there. If people want to talk shop about the industry. Cool. And I know you, you put out a lot of content. We've done a panel webinar together. I know you do a lot of, a lot of webinars and you write a lot of blog posts. So I'm sure, you know, people can find your content throughout the, the bamboo website. And what about people that are interested in a career at bamboo? We've talked a lot about your careers page. Is that where they should check it, check out some openings? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and one of the things I would also recommend is that they connect on LinkedIn with members of our recruiting team, because not always do we have every, every position we hire for, we're an LLC, so we don't have to post every position. So sometimes we just do some sourcing, networking, referring. So I hope you connect with other members of the recruiting team as well. Um, and we, we take this, uh, this networking and sourcing seriously, and we, we build good, long-lasting relationships. So even if people want to jump into a general application on our page and just tell us what they want in future, we're very serious about those talent pools, engaging with people when the right opportunity comes up, and we have a member of our team dedicated to that. So I hope they're not shy about applying to that general application. We take it seriously. Perfect. Anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? Just the fact that I am grateful that uh, there are innovators, uh, innovators like, like Spark Hire and, and other companies. This is just a really exciting time to be in talent acquisition. There's so much change happening. It's changed for the better. Uh, and it's happening um, to to give a better candidate experience and to help companies 
do even better by their employees. So I, I, I love that. I love what you guys are doing and uh, all these other platforms that, that help, uh, help with the evolution of talent acquisition become what it has always needed to be. Right. And, and we're, we're there, we're at the threshold, we're in the midst of the change and I love it. That's the last thing I would add. And I hope everyone else listening is also as excited as I am. Very cool. Well, JD, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I know everybody's going to really appreciate this podcast and all the wisdom you had to share. So thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks again, Josh. We hope you found this episode impactful and would like to invite you to discover even more resources on our website at sparkhire.com slash resources. Our library of HDR and recruiting content, complete with webinars, ebooks, courses, and our popular video series, The Recruiting Reel, will have you ready to take on any recruiting challenge. You can find all this and more at sparkhire.com resources. Until next time, keep retention high and growth happening.